We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is Kits and Wagers. I'm Adam Zdrug, joined by Chris Owen to discuss Game Week 20 in the Premier League. Chris is back from a, was it two-week, almost two-week trip to Argentina. You got Boca Juniors, you got a nice little quarter zip going on right now. Tell us how much you learned about Messi and the Argentinian culture on your on your uh, short trip there. Uh, I think I knew about his, well, yeah, I learned a little bit about Messi, but not much, um, that I didn't know already, um, (laughs) which was interesting, but, uh, yeah, we, it was really good. You know, Argentina, great place. I'm coming back a little, a little fatty, a little fatter, a little sassier than I was originally. Um, we, I did do a Boca, uh, La Bombonera, uh, Boca Juniors stadium tour when I was in Buenos Aires. So that was cool. Um, learned a lot about, uh, yeah, just you know, Argentinian uh, soccer, but that was cool. I'm, I picked up a book while I was down there too. So I'm going to try and learn a little bit more. Um, beautiful country. I, I went from, I was uh, visiting some family in Wisconsin for Christmas. And then, so it was about minus eight degrees uh, Fahrenheit when I left. Um, and then by the time I got down to Argentina, it was about 75 degrees. So a really nice change of pace um, in that perspective. But yeah, down there for a couple weeks and uh, good to be back. Good to, you know, obviously when, good to travel but always good to get back and uh sleep in your own bed so and most of all i miss the kids and wagers podcast um we are kind of coming off a decent um podcast i think that would have been two weeks ago um where we we we, uh did okay and uh yeah looking forward to getting back into it and you know potentially making some good bets again yeah we uh, i guess i didn't mention we're back after we're back after a break i was also in wisconsin and just didn't have a good enough internet service. I didn't want to. I didn't want to push it. There's so many games, and I just didn't want to put out a, a show that was, you know, going in and out because of service issues, kind of a thing. But one last question here: What was the best thing that you ate in Argentina? I'm putting you on the spot. If you can uh, mm, come up with your I favorite thing, I'm gonna go with like a more general and then a more acute answer too. Um, I mean, empanadas, man, you can get them anywhere, and they are just bar none. Like just like a little. It's like a, is it a sandwich or is it, or is it a taco? It's you like a, a mini pasty. I mean. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up in the upper peninsula of Michigan, for sure. But 
Probably a little bit better than a pasty, in my opinion. But Do you uh, have a, was it was it a meat empanada or? Uh, yeah, I mean, I had all. I you had all of them. Okay. I, I had probably like twenty empanadas at least <laughs> when I was down there. Excellent. Um, but yeah, so those were really good. And then we went to an uh, Argentinian asado, and it's like this all. It's they had chicken, they had lamb, they had uh, a lot of red wine, um, beef. Uh, some if you've ever had blood sausage, I guess blood oh, yeah. sausage. Um, you know, I'm definitely not a vegetarian. Um, so it would be tough if you went down there as a vegetarian, you know, which is, which is not ideal, but I think the asado with just like six different meats, there was like chorizo. Oh man. Did they have like meat spits, like the vertical thing where they're just, they're just cutting off? No, no, it was like this setup. And I learned that, you know, I like, this is kind of a smoke and meats podcast sometimes um but i learned that uh so he the asado i forget what his name is the the guy who like runs it but he only uses like hardwoods which is you know to do that while you're smoking because they they smoke for longer they hold heat for longer they don't ash as much i think and so he only used cedar for the and like a little bit of like uh, charcoal kind of to uh to get it going and then you just like set up these grates get your meat going you know He's got a like a spash cocked chicken that he's like putting lime over, switching in and out. You know, got the big old like beef loin, the chorizos hanging out. It's getting warm. It was like you know, if you're into that sort of thing, it was. A I'm jealous. Beauty, yeah. I'm jealous. So, um, gonna try and do my own asado someday. I think I, I've become inspired. Yeah, you get uh, your future house or whatever. You're going to have like yeah, a side room or something where you're just... Whole backyard. You got cedar planks. Yeah, keep the red wine coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that'd, be, that'd be pretty awesome, but I'm a little... I'm jealous here, but uh, we got to get into this show here. We're five minutes in. The people want yeah, picks. The people want to. bets. Uh, I posted an article here. You can find it on the site. If you just want to look at our betting records for each team, I think this is... Uh, I don't know. I mean, how, how much it will help. I guess it's it's more so about fun for us to look at yeah. uh, how good we've done in certain teams. Like I have these weird records where I'm six and zero and seven and zero for Leicester and Manchester United games, which is which is pretty crazy because I feel like those teams are the two teams that I, I'm always like ah, I don't know what to do with these teams. Um, you're undefeated here. You're four and zero with Fulham. Uh, you still don't have a win on a Crystal Palace game. I don't have a win on a Southampton game, so uh, some interesting numbers here to look at, though. It's it's like when you look at NFL uh, against the spread, and you know RotoWire has this really uh, interesting tool you can use on on the betting website when you're looking to make against the spread picks. But it's like you know you look at it like the Eagles are you know a strong team who's really good against the spread, and then you're you're like oh yeah like I'm gonna pick them this week. You know they're like whatever you know ATS on the road, yeah. and then you pick them, and it's like. Uh, shit or shoot <laughs> no. you know that didn't work out like, so take this with a grain of salt you yeah know, but we you know, yeah i mean uh i'm just good. looking now we got the manchester derby that's the first thing i'm one and four in manchester city games but seven and all in manchester united games something something's gonna have to happen here yeah absolutely um but uh yeah, so last week, Chris, or two weeks ago, whatever it was, Chris hit all four of his. Actually, I, we have to mention, this is the first time all season that we are, we're all in the positive. We're all in the green. All of our bets, my bets, Chris's bets, the, the team parlay, all in the green. We're all we're all in the positive right now, so we're feeling pretty good about ourselves. Chris is feeling really good, even though 
I mean, he hasn't, you know, truly followed a ton of what's happened the last couple of weeks because of his travels. So uh, we'll see how that affects his bets. But um, I, let's just say that I went four and zero the week before. I'm back yeah. to positive. It's been a cl- yeah, we'll I started the season that. ice cold, and I've been slightly getting, you know, balmier as the season's gone on. And I'm back to positive. The parlay is back to positive. Um, so yeah, you know, I haven't watched a ton. I've been you know, keeping up with it, obviously, but uh, we're going to get right into it here with a big match, it looks like. Yeah, the Manchester Derby, and we have Manchester City, an away favorite, minus 120. Uh, these numbers have changed a little bit just based off of Manchester City losing at Southampton. Losing at Southampton. I think Southampton are last in the table, or, or they're down there. Uh, they just lost at Southampton. I, I got to keep repeating that because it's a crazy, in the, in crazy the, uh, to think. In the League Cup. Yeah, in the Carabao Cup, yep. Yeah. Uh, this is Wednesday. Uh, but you got Manchester United to win is plus 320. A draw is plus 290. Over 2.5 goals, minus 145. Under 2.5 goals, plus 115. And the last time these teams played, it was 6-3. Manchester City, did they did they start out like 5-0 or something? Then United got a couple late goals, but I think that one was 6-3. So. Yeah, it was 6-3 back in early October. And, yeah, Man City went up 4-0 inside of, uh, in the first half. And then, uh, you know, and then United picked up two goals after the 84th minute from Martial and two goals from Anthony Martial. So, yeah, yeah it was, they ran out and ran away with it right away. Yeah, so, I mean, we could look at this and say, okay, Manchester City coming off a weird result, but, you know, back-to-back wins against Chelsea, pretty dominant wins against Chelsea. Manchester United probably playing as well as they have been all season. Uh, they're level with or Newcastle right now on the table. They're four points behind Manchester City in the table. So, I mean, there's a real chance here, if United get a win here, that they're one point behind City in the table, which is just... I don't know, crazy to think about just because of it, it just seems like early in the season it seemed like another almost lost season from United from you know what the media was talking about with Ten Hag they had some struggles early on but you know they've really figured them some things out Marshall's been healthy Antony's provided a spark Casemiro's provided something so uh, they're playing well what do you think here what do you think about the odds though um is this just like a name just based off like history more of a thing? Or is this, you still agree with the odds here just because of, of, I don't know who these teams are and you still got De Bruyne and Holland and all that. I mean, they're interesting, but let me be clear. Like, um, you know, city's the superior team. I, I, th- I don't think anyone would argue that. Um, but yeah, I, I do think the odds are a little bit interesting considering the game is at old Trafford. Um, you know, I obviously city went out and kind of just blew them out of the water in their first matchup, but, uh, United have been playing much better. I think you, what did you say? Four in a row in the EPL and, you know, city, you know, coming off a loss, but I, I think the thing that popped out to me was just like minus 120, uh, money line for man United at home. So if you wanted to take that, that's well within the, the range of, of bets we take on this show. Um, yeah, they're, they're looking good. They're, they're in the top four. Um, it's a t- tough one for me. I just think that uh, there's not really too many injury issues to necessarily worry about. Uh, United did just – they won in the FA Cup, was that, or was that the League Cup? Or it was the League Cup. I think Anthony, Anthony scored kind of a scorcher. Um, 
the other day. Yeah, that was Tuesday. But, uh, that was Carabao Cup. And then the weekend was FA Cup. They beat Everton in that one. Yeah, so interesting. I It's not that I think that United is better than City. I just think that some of the odds are maybe a little bit more friendly towards them for betting. So I, I lean that way. And, you know, helps that they're at home. Um, I try – I. And the other thing, too, is that 6-3 match to begin the season, and then their their second game in the, in the matchup last season was, I think it was 4-1, I want to say. Yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of goals in the last few games, but when you look back on some of the games you know, over the past like three years ahead of that, there are a lot of like 2-0, 1-0, 0-0, um, and both teams kind of splitting results. I know City over the, you know, over the probably the last like five or ten years has probably had a, a little bit more been um, – had a little bit more success over United, but there hasn't been a ton of goals aside from the last two matches here. So for me, I'm, I'm going to look at the bigger sample size and say, maybe, you know, uh, Eric Ten Hag kind of like plays a more defensive approach against city. Maybe they sit back um, and try to hit on the, on the counter with some of their speed. So in that instance, I'm going to go no on both teams to score plus plus one thirty. I looked at a lot of different stuff for this. It's a tough, it's an interesting one to bet. Um, and I did send my, my uh my bets over to adam last night and uh you know we had a similar one here so i think we're kind of in line with with where the odds break but i'm gonna go no on both teams to score plus 130 i'm not sure who's gonna hold keep the clean sheet but i i do think that somebody will i definitely see feels bold but i think that does kind of line with how how these teams play and how they're playing um i was really looking at something like that just because that 6-3 result scared me yeah and actually, yeah. yesterday's result kind of scares me too, because I'm on Manchester United double chance. That's plus one hundred. But I, I I wrote this bet down. I think on Tuesday or Monday or something early in the week when I saw the odds, and then Manchester City lost yesterday. So I mean, this is you know this is technically a bounce back spot. This is a spot where Pep's pissed off a little bit, and he wants to see something out of his team. So I, that that leaves me kind of worried a little bit because how many times did Manchester City lose back-to-back matches? Uh, yeah, you make a good point. Right, so that that is difficult, but I mean, this isn't this isn't a free matchup. Um, I pulled up that the, the box score the last time these teams played, and you have Varane getting, getting hurt early on. He wasn't completely healthy anyways, I don't think, to start that match. We had Lissandro Martinez early in his Manchester United career. Malasia started early in his Manchester United career. Uh, McTominay was in there instead of Casemiro. Uh, Jaden Sancho started that match, and Sancho's, who, who knows what's going on with him. He has like a mysterious illness to where he's not even in the team. So you got a couple things you look at with that Manchester United lineup that, you know, it's just a, almost a completely different team, at least in terms of the famili- familiarity with a lot of these guys. So... I am worried about just a bounce back for Man City, and I was going to pull up a quote from Pep Guardiola where he was like, I'm going to do something ridiculous with my lineup or or whatever that meant in terms of this matchup. He's done some crazy things, uh, to be honest. I think it was the league match against Chelsea. They went with... I guess I can pull it up right here. They went with a, a really weird formation where it was like 3-1-4-2 or something like that. Yeah, here we go. 3-2-4-1. That's what they did in the first half. Whereas like Pep is like trying to overthink some things to where 
you know, he has, I think, well, Kyle Walker played center back yesterday, I believe. He played in, in like, a yeah. back three in this game. Cancelo started out. He's basically playing as a forward in that game. And they just did not look very good. And Pep was like, yeah, my mistake for trying to do some weird things. And and then now he comes out for this match. He's like, I'm going to do something ridiculous with the formation or something. It's like, like, why are you trying to do so many different things? Or maybe he's just playing mind games with the media. I don't know, but... I'll just take Man United's form and I'll lean on that and hope they can at least get a point here. Yeah, it feels more like mind games than uh, <laughs> than like craziness out of Pep. I mean, let's let's give Pep some credit here on on the track record. The, the guy knows what he's doing from a well, managerial perspective. He doesn't. I mean, he, this was a formation he's never used though. It, was, it like came yeah. out of nowhere, like to run a three-two-four-one or whatever it was, and then obviously they changed things up in the second half, but. Like, what's even the point of that? In a away match against Chelsea in league play, it's like, okay, just uh, messing around a little too much here. Yeah. Are the oddsmakers just playing games on us here with, like, the, you know, Manchester United minus 120, the uh, at home, the Man United double chance plus 100. Man City minus 120. Just to clarify. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good good point. And then uh, United is what, like, plus 230 or 320 to win 320 yeah. yeah so like they're giving us really good odds with city at home or with united at home like possibly like oh yeah that's you know we're we're not smart and gonna go pick up united on these like favorable odds you know whereas like city's obviously been a much better team overall it's so it's almost like so today there's a game between chelsea and fulham where chelsea mm-hmm. are the odds are almost similar here chelsea are away at fulham and favored in that game and it's like they're just trying to make you take Fulham they're trying to make you take Manchester United to win uh, because of what these teams looked at maybe they're playing games with us and and Chelsea are going to win at Fulham City are going to win this game but I mean we it's just hard to to look at the form of these teams and what they're doing and kind of side with with the away side with the away teams in these situations but I mean, when we talk next week, it's going to be, oh, Manchester City, uh, they got some early goals and they won 3-0 and Manchester United couldn't do anything about it. And we'll be like, yeah, well, that's possible. <laughs> that was possible. Well, if that hits, if it's in fact 3-0, then my bat will hit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. We're all set. All right, next game we got, we had a couple that we wanted to talk about for a relegation battle. And this one, um, um, let me... Double check where they're at. I guess these teams technically aren't in relegation here. Leicester and uh, Nottingham Forest are just above it, but, you know, just above it. Two points. They're both on 17 points, both two points ahead of uh, Everton here. So Leicester are home. Wait, is that right? Forest, Nottingham Forest are home. Yeah, I'm reading this yeah, wrong. Yeah, Forest is home. You have, you have at the top here, we got to get this fixed. We got Leicester on top, and then right here we got Forest on top of these. It's it's confusing here, but Nottingham Forest. I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> we got uh, the odds are pretty much even here. Forest mm-hmm. plus one seventy five to win. Leicester City plus one seventy to win. Draw plus two thirty. And actually, one thing that stands out here, we look at this line movement. Well, this is January first, so twelve days ago, Leicester City were plus one twenty five. So. Uh, for whatever reason, the odds have gone into Nottingham Forest's favor. I'm not sure a ton has happened in that period, except for like James Madison's been injured for the last couple weeks. I, but 
I mean, I feel like he's maybe injured before that. So, I mean, it's just kind of growing here that maybe people are betting on Forrest, uh, double chance maybe, or even like a draw in this match because the draw is also gone from 255 to plus 230. So, uh I don't know if he's if you've seen my bet yet, but we're going in opposite ends here. So, what do you think? I have not seen your bet, so this will be interesting. A um, couple things do stand out to me about this one: Nottingham Forest at home, uh, but neither team has been particularly good in the past uh, few matches. Um, or all, so, all season, all season. Yeah, all season. Yeah, you go big sample size, you go small sample size. Both have been <laughs> pretty poor. Um, somehow, both are above the relegation zone against all odds, in my opinion. Um, but Leicester City really, really dealing with like a number of injuries. Nottingham Forest has some too, but um, I'll be interested to see if Dewsbury Hall makes the starting lineup. Sounds like he's going to train on Friday, but he's been a pretty consistent starter all season for them. Um, they're of course dealing with like both. Uh, there's just a bevy of injuries for both teams. Um, but yeah, James Madison is he? He's out for this one. Sounds like he, or he's questionable. Like, he's likely out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, still no timeline, which was said three days ago. So yeah, if, there, if there's no timeline, then let's just. I would expect them to miss, just yeah. given that they're usually pretty upfront about it. But, um, but yeah, so that all that said, it's like two teams. Um, I don't, you know, don't feel like either one's good enough to be, like take on a, a totally like oh, Leicester City will win or not. I love Nottingham Forest at, at home. Um, so I'm gonna go. I do think that they're. It's pretty small sample size over the past couple of years, but they did meet back in October, and uh, I think Leicester won that one four nail. Um, so I think there will be a lot of goals. And when you look at uh, the t- the table here, uh, Nottingham Forest at home, they're definitely a little bit better defensively um, than they are away. They've given up. Let's see, I think it was quite a few. Uh, sorry here, Leicester no. City away. We're talking. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, Nottingham Forest at home has been a little bit better, but they've given up 12 goals, scored 11, so they, they've definitely doubled about what they score away. And then Leicester City um, away is actually like one – they've given up 21 goals away, so the third third most in the league, and they've scored 17. So I expect a bevy of goals here, um, just like looking at both their home and away forms. Um, and so that, for that reason only, I'm going to take the over two and a half goals at minus one hundred five. It was minus one hundred five last night. I haven't double checked this morning. You brought up that four 0 result, and I wasn't even thinking about that uh, when uh, when I was looking at this match. Which I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. But I remember that match specifically. I think I had no on both teams to score. It was four 0 It still hit, but. Nottingham Forest, I think it was the first 20 minutes. They probably should have gotten a goal. I think it was Awani who had a chance, maybe a slightly offside or he missed it or something like that. But Nottingham Forest should have went up one goal in that match. And then right after that, like James Madison got something out of nothing. And it basically fell apart. Um, I, I almost... I almost want to change my bet to take Nottingham Forest plus 170 because I kind of thought they're... Even though it's four nil, like that, they almost looked better as an overall team in that first matchup. But I'm not going to change my bet. Uh, I'm, it was I'm also, you know, three months ago, right? It was also three months ago. But I think Nottingham four. I mean, I think both teams are kind of playing better. Um, looking at the injuries, I'm not sure. Outside of Madison, we'll see about Dewsbury Hall. Um, Lester has been kind of 
using like Iose Perez in there, and, and that, that's fine. I think Albrighton started in their last cup match. Willie Bowley picked up an injury yesterday, maybe on Wednesday. Um, so something to keep an eye on. Iwoni is another guy, but they added uh, Gustavo Scarpa, who may get the start. He already started against Wolves on Wednesday. Scarpa's just like, uh, where did he come from? Palmeiras, I want to say, in, in Brazil. Um, but he's just like another attacking player. Uh, yeah, he's at Palmeiras. But yeah, he's playing in Brazil, so it's his first time basically in in Europe playing. So uh, just a player to keep an eye on. Um, but yeah, you're going on. No, you're going over. Yeah. I'm going under. Um, Interesting. I think, like, you take away James Madison from this team, and I just, I just don't know what I, what you're actually getting from from Leicester uh, in terms of scoring goals. I know some of these games have been, some of these matchups since the World Cup break have been pretty difficult. But I mean, they've scored like they played Newcastle twice. They lost two one against Liverpool. Uh, they lost 1-0 against Fulham, and even against Gillingham. Like, Gillingham is not a good team. They still only managed one goal from 14 shots, and it's just like, it seems like Madison is kind of everything for him. I mean, he's their best player. I mean, there's, there's no question no, no. about that. So so I, I kind of don't want to bet on goals on Leicester without Madison. So I'm going under 2.5 goals. It's minus 120. Then you also look at what Nottingham Forest have done at home, and it's mostly lower-scoring matches, at least since early in the season. I think they've at least figured out uh, what to do with their lineup a little bit. They've had pretty consistent starting 11, um, especially in the midfield. But, I mean, you look at what they've done. Allowed one goal against Chelsea, held Crystal Palace scoreless, held Liverpool scoreless, allowed one against Aston Villa. So I was I was going to consider knowing both teams to score, but that uh, they just drew 1-1 against Wolves and Cup, and that had me worried. So I'm just going to go under 2.5 at minus 120, and I'm just going to take the opposite route of Chris there. Yeah, this will be great. We can, you know, one of us will hit the win column here. Will be quite interesting to see. I, I see your your points as their recent form and some of their home form but like both teams i think you know lester's got to be one of the worst teams defensively overall in the league nottingham forest is the second worst team they've conceded 34 goals most of those you know 22 of those have come away and they're playing at home so that, that makes sense but lester city have given up the 30 or the fourth most goals and 21 of those have come, 21 of the 31 goals have come away so I don't know. That's a little bit bigger sample size in the recent times, but it'll be interesting to see which one of us uh, hits a win column. Pretty similar odds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, technically, I mean, the sports books are clearly, you know, stealing money from these bets because both are, are minus odds. But uh, yeah. what are you, you going to do here? Yep. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Next match, we have Tottenham, our home against Arsenal. Another Derby here, North London Derby. We got Tottenham plus 225 to win. Arsenal plus 115 to win. Draws plus 255. Those odds have kind of stayed the same for the most part over the last couple weeks. We got over 2.5 goals, minus 130. Under 2.5 is plus 100. This is this is an interesting matchup. Should be a fun one. Uh, how do you think this is going to go here? What do you think? How do you think Tottenham are going to look in this spot? Well, first of all, Tottenham are missing some big attackers still. So um, it looks like Kulichevsky is going to miss maybe Richarlison. Brian Gill has looked okay, I will say. But no, he's not the same, you know, no. as <laughs> no. Kulichevsky and then Richarlison. Yeah. So I don't, although he's maybe looked okay, that's not the same. Um, and then kind of going back to, to the last couple of years here. And the fact that, oh, wait, Arsenal is like playing the best football in the in the Premier League right now so uh but looking back at some of the most recent results it, it kind of uh seesaws back and forth between uh, Arsenal and Tottenham winning but most of the time the home team has won so you know going back to last season I think Arsenal won 3-1 at the Emirates um and then the uh, Tottenham also won at home and then the year before the same thing Arsenal also won at home Tottenham um won at home so they, I guess that was in the League Cup but it's been switching off, and I think just given the recent form and Arsenal not really dealing with as many injuries, yes, they're going to start Eddie and Ketcha up front again, uh, but he's been decent for them. So all that said, I think I like Arsenal money line here in the North London Derby, playing at home, right? And, um, and Arsenal, uh, getting... Arsenal are away. Oh, they're away. Um, so that I mean that makes a difference, but I just think the recent form, <laughs> that's got me a little more concerned. I, I thought I read that. This is a classic where you look at Google, you know, the EPL yeah. uh, thing, and it's like top or bottom, and yeah. But anyways, Arsenal just overall much better. You want to change your bet? No, I'm going to stick okay. with it. The last I, I time bet it, I bet against Arsenal a couple times this season, and I I feel like I continue to get mixed up on it. So I'm going to stick with them, um, and I do think that they just have a little bit more firepower than a really good uh, run of form right now, top of the table. I don't. I like. I like your odds here. You're not necessarily picking it, or you're bet a little bit more. You're not necessarily picking the team, but I think Arsenal pull this one out. The Money last time, yeah, the last time the away team won in this one was in league play, uh, was 2014. Um, so that's. Uh, but yeah, you you mentioned there's a couple league cup wins. Uh, yeah. 2015 Arsenal won, and then more recently it was 2018 Tottenham won in the. I think this was the Carabao Cup, the EFL Cup in 2018. So, But, yeah, I think the last nine results has been the home side is getting some kind of points. But, yeah, I mean, you look at how these teams are playing. This is another situation where we have, like, Arsenal playing really well. I mean, I guess almost the opposite situation in terms of who's home, who's away, uh, compared to that Manchester derby. But we have Arsenal playing well, uh, favored a little bit. Tottenham have been pretty much up and down. 
I mean, we can we can look at some of these results. They beat Portsmouth 1-0. I mean, I guess you'd, it'd probably be... I'd say it's kind of disappointing that they only got one goal in that match. But that Crystal Palace match really got away from Crystal Palace. Uh, Crystal Palace should have got a first-half goal. And then Tottenham just put it on four goals in the second half. And, I mean, just looking at the XG, Tottenham had 1.39 in that one. Crystal Palace had 19 shots. But, so, I mean, that, that lines up with your bet just in terms of how these teams are playing. Um, so, I'm going, so in terms of how these teams are playing, that's what my bet is based off of. I'm taking, this one's kind of crazy. I was going to take over two and a half goals. That's minus 130. Both teams, the score is minus 170, so I kind of wanted something a little better. So the way that Tottenham have been playing for, for months now is that they look pretty bad in the first half. The other team gets a goal early. They allow goals. I think at one point in 10 straight matches, the other team scored first against them, and now you, you throw Arsenal into the mix. I do think Tottenham will probably come out maybe doing some attacking, but... Let's go under the assumption that Arsenal get a lead and Tottenham have to push. So Tottenham push in the second half. Just give them most corners in the second half for Tottenham. That's plus 135. Uh, those are pretty good odds when you consider Arsenal are the favorite. And it's assumed by the odds that Arsenal will be ahead in the second half. So uh, this, this bet just makes sense here. Just going back to, I wanted to get one corner bet here and that's what I'm with. So what, what do you think about that? I think we're gonna get one more corner bet in uh, in the show too, so that's important. But um, yeah, you know, let's get let Adam get his corner bets in. That's our mantra of uh, 2023. Um, yeah, interesting. I do think the you know runoff play here will maybe have Tottenham pressing a little bit more in the second half. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm gonna go back to my bet and just acknowledge the uh, oversight on my part on thinking that uh, Arsenal was at home. So I'm going to offer a secondary, but I'm, I am going to stick with Arsenal money line here, but just out of uh, abundance of caution, uh, I'm going to offer a secondary bet. And that's over two and a half goals. There it is. It's, it's uh, plus 130. So, or minus Six of the last eight matchups between these two game, two teams have, have hit over two and a half goals. Uh, they both have, net, you know, t- Arsenal have, been pretty solid lately and Tottenham as well. So let's, uh, I'm going to, that's just a secondary bet. If you're like, okay, Chris, you don't know how to read a schedule. Um, maybe you want something a little bit different. So, uh, yeah, major, let me just acknowledge that major oversight on my part. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, the problem is that in the United States and in England or Europe or whatever, sometimes teams are listed. The home team is listed first. Sometimes they're listed second. Like, and it also depends on what site you're looking at. Uh, like, I always have this conversation with my wife about, because when the score bug on, on the screen is different for, like, European soccer games compared to, like, just all sports, I guess, in the United yeah. States, it's it's lined up differently. and It's, um, it's opposite for NFL and EPL. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, those are the ones that I'm looking at the most. Right. It's... Uh, it it's just dumb. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll give Chris a pass. Not an excuse. Not an excuse. Not an excuse. But I gotta I'll give better. him a pass. Okay. All right. So we got a team parlay, and I just pulled up our, our cheat sheet. Pretty. Uh, this cheat sheet is a little more confusing than usual because there's now twelve games on it uh, for FPL purposes for the game week for game week twenty. 
there are 12 matches because there are games next midweek. Crystal Palace play Manchester United. Manchester United, uh, Manchester City hosts Tottenham next week. So, uh, but com slash soccer trial, you get a free two-day trial. And, I mean, this is kind of a gem. Once you can understand what you're looking at, you can see all of the odds, all of the implied goal totals. We have the highest implied goal totals, Manchester City home against Tottenham. Um so that, that's something interesting for for next week, but team parlay here, and we got we got to pull up the numbers here. We're five and eleven in our team parlay, up one hundred and ninety one dollars. This is a hundred dollar bets, and we hit I think it was plus three sixty or plus three ninety or something like that in our last bet. So that was awesome, and now we are we're trying to keep it going, I guess. Um, you know, five and eleven up money. I, I think. I mean, there's nothing much to say about that. So, uh, what's your pick here? You got Brighton. Yeah, my pick is Brighton. You're going against your team. That's okay though. Sometimes you gotta acknowledge your faults. Um, I I looked up both these odds. I don't know if they changed. It was plus one thirty five last night, but uh, it was Brighton a half goal or uh, basically. Um, Double chance was minus 135. Looks like it, maybe it's plus 140 now. Yeah, uh, minus 140, yep. Minus one. God, I can't get my pluses and minus right this morning. Um, minus 140. I You look at some of the previous results. Uh, back in October, it was 3-3. I remember watching that game. I think Brighton went up 3-1 or, or in that at some point, and then Liverpool kind of clawed back. Uh, last season, they Liverpool won once, and then they drew – um, same thing, that same situation happened the season before Brighton playing way better, I, you know, just from an overall perspective And Liverpool, Liverpool was lucky. I mean, they lost last weekend. Um, they were lucky to get that two, one result over Leicester city. They got it on two own goals. There's not much going on in the midfield for them. Um, Brighton, I believe are going to be without Trossard maybe, which is a bit of a worry, but I think you look for maybe a, even a, a draw and or a win out of Brighton here. They are. Let's hope I got my my. I read this one correctly, but they're uh, home. Yeah, so there you go. Brighton are at home. A little bit, easy, little, and then a, a big miss for Liverpool is Virgil Van Dijk. He's going to be out. Of, he's out for what a few weeks or a month, maybe maybe a couple months. Yeah, um, they're still missing some key pieces in attack. You know, Gakpo hasn't really had time to integrate i don't know if you want to call it that but it's the, the feeling around the, those performances from liverpool isn't particularly good and brighton on the other hand are playing pretty well so i'm just gonna go against it and go brighton double chance it's minus 140 um keep it moving you know down at the down in brighton so yeah i don't know yeah chris going against his team i don't know if that uh, if that's a good thing As i'm drinking out of the this is anfield cup it's kind of sacrilegious <laughs> but you gotta be honest uh yeah, my betting article is not up yet, but I may be talking about this game in it. Um, I put something together while Chris was talking because I also like over two and a half goals in this one. I think yes. there's gonna be goals. It's three three last time these teams played. No Van Dyke, and just in terms of how these teams played, I think it kind of means goals. Um, so you can get Brighton or or draw and over two and a half goals at plus one fifty five, and I think that's pretty good. Pretty good option if you like Brighton. Um, I mean, 
I think it was the it's the Manchester City and Liverpool matchups that were that we're always like looking at the over three and a half kind of a thing. And it's like, well, there's always goals in these games, so why don't we just take over three and a half, over four and a half in all these games? And it just continually hits. Um, outside of I think there's a scoreless draw earlier this season, but besides that, um, the Zerbi's first game with Brighton led to goals, so I think it over in that one. But I, I, I do side with Chris in that one. My bet is Brighton minus one corner in the first half against Bournemouth. Uh, it's minus 115, so you put that together with the minus 140. That's Brentford. plus two. Brentford. Brentford Not minus Brighton. one. Yes, there's yeah. too many BRs. I'm just looking at this graphic. Yeah, we, we got all Bs in this, in this parlay. <laughs> yeah, Brentford, Bournemouth, yes. But the, it's at plus 220 odds. So we got Brentford, minus one corner in the first half. The hope is that this doesn't push. Um, I was going to try and get something else, but Brentford have been playing really well. Uh, are they in the top half of the table? I think they are now. Brentford are above Chelsea in the table. They came out of the World Cup break playing well, even without Tony. Uh, who's missed a couple weeks, maybe maybe only a week, but uh, he might be back, even if he's not back. Bournemouth have looked bad without Marcus Tavernier. And, I mean, Brentford at home, uh, that's, I think they're just going to put the pressure on. And they're, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like Brentford four or five corners in the first half, Bournemouth, you know, 0-1. So uh, I think even if you don't want to parlay this, uh, I think you just take that by itself as well at minus 115. The Corners and Wagers podcast is officially back. We've got two corner bets here from Adam this week. I've been I've been contemplating. I did a couple like short videos for the World Cup that are that are up on our YouTube, but I've been contemplating just doing a bunch of corner bets, like thirty second videos of corner bets, and uh, it would be interesting. (laughs) That sounds like an article you're ready to write for the website. Is the weekly corners bet? No, no article. I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm not taking the time to write an article. Just a thirty yeah, second right. video. Bust just to talk just corners. Say a bunch of things. <laughs> yeah. All right. So there we go. We talked two derbies. We got some good bets in here. I think we can. Uh, we can win all of these bets outside of the the uh, one where we went against each other. But uh, this is a you know forty minute show coming out of the break. It's early for Chris. He's he's coming out of vacation in Argentina, and it's just past 7 a.m. for him where he's staying. So um, we got to get him started on his actual work day instead of talking Premier League. But, Chris, you, I, I guess I'll, I'll ask you, do you have any other thoughts for this slate before you go? Uh, not really, no. I <clears throat> Two derbies, you know, so we're, we're lucky in that perspective. Yeah. On two separate days, so lock in. Um, I'm also going to go lock in with this, another cup of coffee here, sharpen my axe a little bit. I it's clear there's a lot of fog still left up there. So I'm going to try and get that out of there. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to some good games again. And um, Hopefully we keep our upward trend going here. Adam, very much in the in the black, and I, I just barely in the black here. So I would love to continue to see that trend go upwards. We'll get there. We'll, we'll keep going up. We'll keep going up. You can find Chris at C-H-R-O-N at – wait, C-H-R-O-N-8 – on Twitter, I am at Rotos Drake. That's it for the show. Kits and wagers. We got a bunch of DFS stuff also this week. Like and subscribe. Let's push the YouTube channel to over 750 subscribers. Let's do it, everyone. Subscribe to the channel. 
continuous content for the next five months to end the Premier League season. Chris will be around doing the betting shows. We'll see everyone next week. Good luck with your bets, and uh, let's win some money. Thanks, Adam.